0: It's ridiculous, but there used to be this song. I guess it it still is a song called Every Time You Go Away by a guy named Paul Young. The lyrics were, Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. And I thought the lyrics said, Every time you go away, you take a piece of meat with you. I could picture the mouth-watering, leftover pork chop cubes in a Ziploc bag from my mom's kitchen. And this woman in the song was taking one little piece of meat with her every time she went away from this guy. And this was my definition of poetry when I was five years old. I was really disappointed when I found out the real lyrics didn't include little pieces of meat. I thought it was poetry. Danny Becker, he is a teacher, a poet, an Australian born and raised world traveler. And in this episode, we talk about accents, what makes us curious, how he met his wife on Tinder, patriotism. Wikipedia, wormholes, Dungeons & Dragons, teaching, and the process of poetry. He goes by Daniel, Danny, Mr. Becker, or Danny the Jet. Welcome to the friends we meet.
1: Growing up, I was always like Danny just because... Sort of Daniel felt too like... Formal, old. I just turned 33 and I'm like, well, I am kind of like older. Daniel sounds more serious. So I guess like professionally I go by Daniel, but like my wife, my mom call me Danny and stuff like that. So you can call me Danny. You yeah, know, it's fine. I have no preference. Do you have
0: other nicknames? Uh,
1: yeah. They used to call me Jet Becker back in high school. Oh. No, not really. I just wish they did. Football? Cause that's not cool. No. It was, it, you would think it would be something to do with football. It always sounds like a Jet Becker in the end zone sort of thing. Yeah. But no, it was, um. I don't know, just the name Jet sounded really cool.
0: Danny the Jet.
1: Danny the Jet. Maybe yes. that's what, like, planted that seed in my mind about, like, let's move to the United States one day. What? Just that idea of, like, Danny the Jet or Jet Becker, you know, because you, you would say that in eighth grade and people would be like, you sound like an American. I'm and like, you're oh, like, dang, yes, let's do it, yes, you know? let's do this. And, you know, I would... Picture an invisible flag, sort of like waving behind me. I think you're getting yeah.
0: you're you're becoming sarcastic right now. A little bit. Okay, I cool. do. I do tend to. <laughs> do that. I'll try and be as direct <laughs> and honest as possible. But D- but let me see the uh, eagle tattooed on your chest. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> 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 Not at that point yet, unfortunately. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, but but if you have a green screen behind you, sure. you can do the flag. Yeah, well, there you cool. go. Tell me about growing up and. You call it Australia. No, we call, we call it Australia. Australia.
1: It's, it's S-T-R-A-Y-A, Australia. So, like, okay. two syllables. So, Australia. how do I say it? You're saying Australia. Okay. Take but, out the L, just make it Australia.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, that's difficult for me to do.
1: Understandably, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Are there words that are difficult for you to say?
1: Yeah, still can't really say you all, like... Because like, you don't actually say you all. What are you, what are you all doing? You know, it just doesn't you're, work.
0: You actually messed up the doing. Worse. O- o-
1: what you all doing? <laughs> Hello, you all. This is Jet Becker. <laughs> 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 Shall Man, we play some re- football? <laughs> you you could really c- confuse some people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm
1: confusing myself. That's all right. Um, That's all right. That's yeah, so- y'all's y- 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 always been. Like I still slip it into conversation you know, just right. like I'm I'm used to it. Like in my text messages and everything. Yeah. But I feel I feel like a fraud. Like I'm not gonna lie. It's yeah. you know, just I feel like I'm betraying everything, you know, it, that I ever stood for. But you, you know.
0: could just you could call me a bloke and and then you wouldn't be. There you go. So that's true. You know?
1: Yeah. And then then you got like this weird sort of combination of saying you all and bloke or mate in the same sentence and they kind of cancel each other out so i sort of keep like a little mental tab every time i say something american do you really no but i should start doing that (laughs) so next time (laughs) somebody says (laughs) that would be really funny you ever see me just like pull out a little (laughs) notepad it's just you're like i've
0: said something straga yep yeah
1: i gotta get my 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 quota up for the day yeah I think that's a nice little project, actually. I might have to start getting on that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're a trip, man. How did you meet your wife? Uh, Tinder. Really? Really. Seriously? Yeah.
1: You swiped? I swiped. Yeah. This is back when, like, Tinder was still, like, the main thing. Yeah. Um, So, I was teaching... Before I came over here, I was in Japan uh, teaching, but then I teed up a job to come over here.
0: Which is what... Always, what Danny the Jet wanted.
1: Exactly right. right. Yeah, yeah. All those other years, the UK and Japan and Australia, they were just you know, I was I was I was living a lie basically. I was doing my heart <laughs> in my American heart um, deep down. I was I was a true patriot.
0: And they thought it was weird that you were walking around the streets of Japan exactly. with uh, the American flag yep. and like you know, kind of. Yeah, Marching
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, they did find that a little strange, but at the same time, it's Japan, so there's plenty of Dang, other strange things going 100. on there too. They're <laughs> like, "What the? Uh, you know what? That's fine. It's cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I came over here in uh, the end of August in 2016. Flew into Greensboro. I was with like this company that basically places international teachers into schools where they need uh, teachers. Hence why I was working down in Scotland County uh, initially when I came over. So I had like two or three days in Greensboro just to get my car, bank, and all those sort of things set up. Um, And then you were going. And then I was going. But I was like, well, let's make use of this accent a little bit. So start swiping. And yeah, I I matched with my wife. We didn't meet for like a couple of weeks after I was already living like, you know, two hours south of here. Um, but one weekend I was free and we were talking during that time I was like "eh, hey, I'm not doing anything let's just I'll drive a couple of hours up and hang up uh, hang out sorry yeah that whole plan about you know using my accent to my advantage backfired because you all have accents as well um, so it kind of <laughs> she she got me with her little southern charm sort of thing the first time she said do what I was gone that was it you know? do what do what that's hook, line, and sinker, mate. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And
0: you, here you were. You, you thought. And here Man, I am. I'm coming in in a blaze of glory, and uh, and she's like, this guy has no, <laughs> no, no clue. No no no, 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 no. I run this place.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, now we've got like a couple of dogs, like nice house. She runs her own business here. So yeah, if you told me like you know five six years ago came up to me on the streets of Japan when I'm walking around with an American flag and, you know, marching Wall-team and stuff like insane. that. I'm Danny Becker! Exactly. Yeah. If you'd come up to me then and, and said, hey, you know, you're going to be you know, married and living in High Point, North Carolina, I would have said, first of all, it's North Kakalaki, and second of all, where is this place? This and imaginary all, place. Exactly. And probably I would ask them, you know, why are you speaking uh, flawless English when we live in Japan? Uh, <laughs> Presumably the person would have came up to me and told me that would have been Japanese. I don't know. I've not really thought who about this. Who are these type people like, who keep yeah. walking up to people <laughs> it's just, who,
0: like five years yeah. ago and telling people is, is
1: Yeah. Is there like, like a, like a is department, of bureaucracy Brown? that yeah. they have to like, this is their mission in life? Is this Doc
0: Brown out? and Marty McFly? What is this? Yeah. You know
1: what? He was wearing like a, a red vest he was, jacket sort of thing. Was it, was it like a life preserver? Yeah, it was like a life preserver. Okay. Okay. Ah, see? see I we never know each, about that we know each other. There we you know go. each other.
0: <laughs> uh, so so you moved over here, you met her on Tinder. Did you guys randomly just decide one weekend to get married? Was it one of those things where you just kind of
1: Yeah, it, it's it's um I don't know if you guys have heard of green cards before, but yeah. No, nah, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to, come up <laughs> I just, to I was like <laughs> this visa's running out now nah, um <laughs> uh, yeah, she she doesn't like it when I make that joke.
0: Um, no, we I. Well, I mean, you can't ignore agreements. Well, that's like a, you can't just exactly yeah. right. You know, I'm just, I'm. Being You're obligated. Awful. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly yeah. right.
1: Um, no, we probably been together for about two and a half years when I proposed. I think she was kind of shocked when I was like getting ready to tell her. Like, you know, I was building up my big speech about, like, you know, hey, such and such, before I dropped down on the knee. She thought I was getting ready to ask if we should get another dog. Um, and then I dropped the <laughs> knee. And she told me to shut up. And then, yeah. I was,
0: and then you said, just, oh, I'd like a corgi.
1: I was like a corgi. And she was like, you had me at yes, you know. <laughs> um, Yeah. So That's that, awesome. that kind of happened. Yeah. I, I, was, I guess I was definitely thinking about it for a while, but may have seemed random. I don't know, actually.
0: Was it ever like, how is this going to work? I mean, was there ever a point where it was like, this is not going to work. This is just like too impractical. It's too (laughs) far-fetched. I I was thinking I'd be in Japan forever. Right.
1: No, there's definitely, um, especially after the first couple of years here, I was always keen to at least go back to Australia or or, or move somewhere else. This is like the longest I've been in a single place for over 10 years sort of thing usually I have you know one or two years in a place and I'll get itchy feet I've got to start sort of moving around And we always contemplated or were open to the idea of like moving living in Australia for for a year or two purely so well not purely but partially as well so she could have an experience of um, living in a different country culture um, but you know Life sort of happens, and you make more connections and ties and stuff like that here. Um, and we really like High Point, like you know, it's yeah. it's, it's fine. Um, you know, she's got her business going strong here. I feel like I'm getting more and more involved in the community and stuff each day, meeting mm-hmm. new people. Um, so, yeah, that initial thought of like, oh, this is gonna be too impractical, or let's you know go move somewhere else or whatever those plans sort of take a little bit of a backseat, I guess.
0: So tell me about, tell me about back there. Mm-hmm. Straya. 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 What would you like S- to Help me, about help me Straya. Straya.
1: Yeah. It's just, yeah. Get it really nasally. Is it oh, really? Like that's it. Yeah. That's how you want to say it. Okay. So I'm like kind of like just this quick little tangent. I'm like mitigating my accent for you just so Are you really? people can understand. Yeah. This is not how I really sound when I speak okay. to people. Back how now. would
0: you really sound?
1: <clears throat> um. Or if you want, I can speak a little bit more like that. Just pushing okay. through.
0: Um. You kind of let it come out. Let it come out. Okay. But
1: over here, find a lot of people tend not to get what I'm saying. If and I'm, so you have to, kinda like I have to kind of like i kind of like it a little it. bit. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um. But I used to live in the UK as well. Yeah. And so over there, I picked up a little bit of a British. Or is never like the full accent, uh-huh. but like.
0: The mannerisms. You know, of some that. of the
1: mannerisms, the inflections and mm-hmm. that. So now I've got like a bit of this like bastardized hybrid accent. Yeah. So like people around here will be like, where are you from? Like, where do you think I'm from? I won't be offended of what you say. And you know, <laughs> get anywhere from like South Africa to Ireland or whatever.
0: in what you say. That, like, yeah, yeah, It's the inflections. It's the, the Irish shit. Yep. It's is that what you say. That's right. Uh, so tell, yeah. me about, tell me about back there.
1: Uh, I kind of got to, like, preface... I'm going to slip out of this. I'm, I kind of got to preface... <laughs> yes. I it's don't like- know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got to preface... Uh, whenever I'm talking about Australia, I have to, like, let people know that there's a good chance they know more about my country than I do. Sure. It's It's hard to, like... Like you'll meet someone who's like, oh, well, I, I spent a lot of time in Western Australia, you know, and like, cool. I've never tell been me about there Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, 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 right. Um, so it's hard, in a sense, being like this ambassador, you no, know, but I will happily not. tell no, you anything no, you No, yeah. you're not.
0: You're not. <laughs> what I meant is tell me about growing up there. Tell me about okay. Tell me about your friends, family. What was it like to be? Was it just like here growing sure. up with friends and family? So I grew up in this area,
1: it's like a suburb of Sydney, um, sort of like out city limits. Um, an area called the Shire, The excuse me, the Sutherland Shire. We jokingly called ourselves Hobbits.
0: Um, I was going to say it and then I club. thought that would make me so uncool. No, and like un- for it, man. I was like, oh man, Hobbits. <laughs> yeah, oh, the Shire. Yeah. That was yeah, it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really cool place like to... not not cool place Uh, how should I say it was was a nice place to to grow up pretty safe a bit going on relatively insular however and so I always had that sort of you know desire from a relatively young age to like I gotta get out of this bubble a little bit and that came from moving into like the heart of the city meeting some new people um moving into state yeah go to countries etc um but, yeah, my friends are pretty cool. We um, yeah, we, we grew up playing soccer together, um, played a bit of basketball and stuff back in the day, some AFL, it's Australian football. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. AFL's pretty cool. Still keep in touch with them, though. They're all, like, you know, uh, great. You know, every two or three days we just got, like, a group chat going and something goes back and forth there. That's Last cool. night they were busting out duck puns for some reason that I didn't quite understand, but it was a <laughs> nice little, like, you know... <laughs> 10 minute Letterkenny-esque style um, like duck just pump conversation back and forth Um, so I miss them a lot they got like you know their own families and stuff coming through now and it you know it kind of sucks that I don't get to see like a lot of that you know in person Um, but yeah Uh, my mum still lives in Sydney Uh, my sister lives in London so we're all kind of like spread Spread out out over the place yeah so trying to like coordinate like, weekly Zoom calls or whatever is always tricky because we've got, like, the, all the different time differences and everything like that. Um, but we've gotten pretty good at, a, like, you but know, you've, getting out to a fine art. There.
0: Yeah. But you've kept it up. You're making the effort. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and even if it was just, like, you know, not a whole lot has happened in the past week or so. It's nice to just chat for an hour or so about yeah. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm sure that it becomes pretty valuable as you kind of, like, get further down this road of fame that is Danny Becker. Sure. Tell me about teaching. Oh, yeah. What do you get out of it? Uh, Self-esteem. Really? No, not really. Okay. (laughs) I was like, how? I became, a, I I mean, became like, a teacher
1: because I got low uh, self-esteem, mate. You know? Because they're going to build you up. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they yeah. got no choice but to sit there and listen <laughs> to me, you know. Um, no, I get out of it, you know. Uh, I don't know. It, like, as as corny as it is, you know, there is a nice fuzzy feeling that comes with seeing you know you put work into something and they change it you know uh, I just finished writing a bunch of like college um, application recommendation letters for you know a bunch of seniors that I had all the way back as freshmen um, and you know there's kind of a nice little moment where you think like man kid came to me in like ninth grade and he was in like the lowest level English now he's doing like AP level stuff and you know, he, he handwrites you a little card with you know crappy drawings on it, and you're like, ah, oh, that's, that's 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 sweet, sweet. you know, <laughs> yes, very it's very sweet, it's yeah. cute, exactly. It's cute, yeah.
0: So, what do you teach?
1: So, uh, this semester I'm doing uh, uh ninth grade English, and um, I've also got theater arts this year. Um, so I've always been a theater and English teacher. Um, the grade levels vary depending like on semester to semester, year to year sort of basis theater and English are the main subjects I'm teaching okay but yeah
0: you also write yeah
1: yeah a bit yeah I dabble
0: okay yeah okay uh,
1: so so I uh, facilitate the, uh, the Pullman Poet Society in High Point we're affiliated with the uh, Arts Council um, basically uh bunch of local poets sort of come on a whenever they feel like it sort of basis. very for, you know,
0: poetic very amount poetic. of time exactly you know, right, sporadic yeah. there you yes. go
1: taking liberties with uh, with the, the, the written language and with uh, commitment to monthly group meetings and stuff like that <laughs> but uh, we use that as an opportunity just to uh, share um, and get feedback on any work that we've been developing Um, I'll often give them prompts to jump that get that creative juice sort of flowing Uh, we do some public readings and stuff throughout High Point um, so how did you get into that?
0: how did you get into poetry short stories that stuff? so
1: I've always like enjoyed writing Um, you know especially as like a a kid and a teenager Um, I sort of stopped for a little bit you know, once you go to college, and um, other things become a little bit more important.
0: You don't have to write for fun anymore. You don't get to write for exactly. fun anymore. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly right. Um, I think that sort of that mindset was prevalent quite a bit. Also, when I started like teaching, it was like, well, now I'm you know writing emails or writing feedback and stuff like that. Um, but I was teaching poetry uh, as part of my job one day, and um, I was. Critiquing a student's work, you know, nothing like cruel or anything like that. Was like, let's look at how such and such has used enjambment here, or the use of metaphor, and blah blah blah. Uh, And this kid jokingly said, like, I'd like to see you do better, you know. And I was like, ha ha ha, fine. And so that kind of just jump started. Was like, right, let's let's do this. this.
0: So we're gonna take a break for just a second. We have incredible sponsors. This podcast would not be possible without the following: The Flywheel Press, designing and printing luxury stationery so you can make lasting connections with others. Visit the Flywheel NC on Instagram or their website, theflywheelnc.com. Esser CPA, they deliver high-quality accounting, tax, HR, and operations support to individuals, small businesses, and not-for-profits. Go to Esser CPA. Dot com. E-S-S-E-R-C-P-A.com. The Budding Artichoke, a local artisan food market focused on sustainable foods and health products. You can find them on any social media. And a special gift sponsorship from an anonymous donor has asked you to check out Growing High Point. This is a non profit organization with a mission to create a dynamic and vibrant city by providing access and agricultural opportunities to High Point North Carolina residents. Check them out. Growing High Point. If this podcast adds value to your life, I would appreciate your support at any level. Join this group of people who makes this happen. Go to patreon.com slash thefriendswemeet. That's patreon.com slash thefriendswemeet.
1: writing, you know, more consistently, dusting off a few old things and just being like, Ah, you know, this is trash, you know, but it's it's important to come back and have a look at some stuff that you held up in the past and, you know, see how you sort of grown, changed or whatever. Um, I was lucky enough to find the Pullman Poet Society through a friend of ours, Clint Bowman. He's the one he used to work for the Arts Council, um, and he founded the group, um, I would send him some of my work and vice versa we'd give each other feedback he was moving to Black Mountain he said hey are you interested in taking it over um, so it was, it was partially as a as a favour to Clint just because you know I love and respect that guy so much um, but I also really just enjoy running the group it's like an interesting mix of people different ages backgrounds and everything um, it's fascinating just hearing like the sort of poetry they came up they come up with and how different that is like to mine um my poetry tends to be a little bit more sarcastic I I don't really do the genuine heartfelt (laughs) stuff particularly well I think my my wife's a little bit upset about that because I've only (laughs) ever written her like one sweet poem Um, she can't really brag to her friends like you know hey this you know my husband wrote me poetry because it's probably inappropriate what I wrote, so... <laughs> yeah. She can't even share. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. It's a bunch of Australian puns. That's, right. that's basically all I've got. It's who I am, man. It's who I am.
0: <laughs> so that's interesting, though, because you got this group of people who are from all different ages, all different uh, backgrounds and everything, mm-hmm. and they're coming together to read something that is some kind of common language-ish, mm. but it's really just words that are the common language it's not even that it's um do you find that they're all speaking a little bit of a different language
1: oh 100 um it from really mundane things to like let me see for example oh uh, yeah one woman in the group um she's you know north carolina born and raised um you know some of the idioms, let's call them, that she throws into her work. I'm like, what do you mean by this all the time? And then we spend like a 20-minute tangent debating like the idiom, trying <laughs> to find the Australian equivalent of it, or whatever. But poetry in e- English are fascinating, just in like different connotations of words. Like, uh, I use the same word as someone else in the group, but the, the, the meaning, the intent behind it, or the interpretation of it are just vastly different opposite ends of a spectrum, and Often we, like, debate, you know, well, this is why I wouldn't use this word or this is why I think this other word's a a better fit or something like that. But ultimately, it's a, I guess, a lesson in you're coming at it from your own... You're bringing all your baggage into this as well. Um, Whereas somebody else, you know, is bringing their stuff and that's, you know, just as valid or even more, you know... Prevalent given the context. I don't know.
0: No? That, that makes sense. Yeah. What uh, what are you learning from that particular group of people?
1: Um, yeah. I guess it's a it, constant lesson just in humility to an extent. Uh, it, it, not in any profound way, but just in the sense that it's a, it's a reminder of, like, you don't, like, necessarily know everything or your initial interpretation of a poem is not what everybody else is sort of doing there um so it's not even like a i don't know if if humility is like the right word there but it's a i guess it's a reminder that um there's a lot more going on than you are ever fully aware of and i like that i i kind of don't want to know everything or feel like you've reached a point where you've nothing can surprise you or anything like that. Um so there's that. But then there's also, you know, like basic sort of things about all right, this is how we listen effectively and here we here's how we share thoughts, and opinions, here's how you receive critique and feedback.
0: You know what's the most difficult thing about having groups of people like that share? Because it's all, it's all stuff that they're sure. bringing to the table that they're somewhat vulnerable about. Yeah. Uh, or just the act of is vulnerable.
1: I think we've, with this <clears> group <throat> in particular, we've done a pretty good job of fostering this environment where you're welcome to put anything out there, um, but just, you know, when people give you feedback, you there is a particular way that you acknowledge that and you ultimately have final say whether, mm-hmm. yeah, I take this on board or not. Um, we do have some people who say, um, "I just want to share this today, and hey, you know, no feedback, no comments, or anything it's like that." It's a little that. too raw for me. A too raw. A, yeah. And it, and that's that's fair enough. Um, that's never how I do my sort of stuff. My my thinking is, if I'm you don't do a lot of fuzzy stuff. You know? Well, that's what I mean. You know, you can't <laughs> you, you can't be vulnerable if you do not put the fuzzy stuff out there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's I would argue that's probably like one of the ways that we you know, make sure everybody's on the same sort of page and everyone feels, for lack of a better term uh, you know, safe sort of thing in sharing um, yeah, you do get some like, you know, heavy and like personal stuff every now and then um, but, you know th- there are certainly people in the group who come because they uh, really want to hone their craft um, there are some people who come as part of a I don't know, a a pseudo-support group sort of thing, which is is nice to see. Um.
0: So, in addition to gathering a focused group of poets, you are uh, running point on a trivia night at a local brewery. So it seems like, one, I'm curious about how that, (laughs) in your head, why trivia, but also you kind of have this thing where you're starting these little communities or continuing these little communities going. Right. Of, uh, and it's almost like kind of grassrootsy, where you're building up these little communities that build into something larger. Am I way off base? Am I no. making stuff up? Is that what's in your head?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, like almost explicitly so. Um, with the trivia in particular, I used to like do like a bit of trivia in the uk and in australia not so much in japan because my japanese is not fantastic but there's man. only so many times you can write japan as the answer <laughs> <laughs> like four times out of ten it's correct but um, you know uh no so i used to do that like with my friends um you know in these other countries it was a really like cool sort of i don't know little bonding experience like you know weekly or bi-weekly sort of ritual sort of thing um, and I just, there wasn't really anything like that going around here and so I was feeling like homesick one day and I was like, yeah, I miss doing this and I was just like, you know, do it myself I was, you know, uh, up at Paddled South that night and I spoke to uh, Steve at the bar shout out to Steve and I was like, hey, let's you know, let's get this happening and it's the thing I love about uh, Paddled South in particular you know, they're new and they want to start pumping things up they're always willing to try some things out so we sort of, you know said yeah let's do like a little trial sort of thing um and that's become like a weekly staple now um people love it yeah and yeah. I, I love doing it too it, it, it's what great. do you love about it um I love hearing myself talk so that's pretty that's you know <laughs> that's that's up there uh it gives me an opportunity to lean into the Australian sort of uh side of myself it's called mate trivia in case you're curious, yeah, um, it's not just like standard trivia. I'm up here asking questions. Like I like messing with the groups themselves. Like I'll ask a somewhat obscure question, even if no one gets it, or I will not count points on a technicality because you didn't put the article V in front of the title of the movie <laughs> or something. And then just watching people blow up, it's hilarious. Like it's,
0: it's like a sociology. That's exactly yeah, what it yeah. is.
1: It's 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 one of those um. Yeah, this is like my Stanford prison experiment basically. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> You're cute. all my captives and I'm just messing with you. Um it's like that scene at the start of Ghostbusters, you know, just like shocking, you know, Venckin' <laughs> shocking yeah. The dude. Yeah. Um I don't know, but it's good fun. It's great. Community bonding, um I've started yeah. running, like, a and d group as well. Like, oh, really? Yeah, a few. few again, like, with folks at Paddled South. Um, but I'm right, hoping so to, like, expand that a bit as well. Tell me
0: about Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. For like, people who don't know D&D, right. so give I've, me the rundown. Because, right. like... It's, it's,
1: like... There's, like, three pillars to it. All right? There's, like, exploration, there's role-playing, and then there's, like, you know, combat and stuff like that. Um essentially it's all like just storytelling right and uh, i think that's partly why i like it yeah you know because if you're into like you know movies and stuff like that you're like making you can up play your own D- yeah there you yeah, go yeah. you can yeah. play dungeons and dragons that's it uh my wife and i and our roommate got into it like during lockdown just because yeah. we were like oh, well we've got some fun? time now let's do yeah. it and you know I got a we've bunch been putting of, this off for that's decades what I mean. yeah. yeah um well i, I I think I always knew that once I started, I'd go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely gone down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I, I tend to obsess over things. So you, you, did you
0: start it because of the retroness of it as well? It's something I've always
1: wanted to get into, I think. Um, but yeah, especially with like Stranger Things, that sort of oh, resurgence. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, That's is, like, yeah. definitely what's happened. Um, and you know, talking like meta now in terms of like the evolution of the game yeah to where it is now it's definitely at a point where it's arguably it's most accessible and streamlined and everything there's some previous editions of the game where it's just like like you really are playing out that stereotype nerd like you know sitting there you know calculators and everything this allows
0: the people to be a part of it yeah
1: this is just again i i kind of when I run my sessions when I'm DMing dungeon mastering I run it like trivia to an extent like Uh this is ridiculous and you Uh know you the players like the best bits are when you get into like arguments or like banter back and forth sort of thing to have a couple of drinks and you know just sit down and kill some goblins or you know better yet like befriend them and romance them or something like that (laughs) some of my players often try to do that they just want to seduce goblins It's, it's weird But, you know, you do your thing. Um, But, yeah, I kind of also got into that. Like, the the seed was planted even more strongly because one of the clubs at school I run is the D&D club. Um, And basically they just needed, like, someone to facilitate that. So I was like, yeah, you can use my room for, you know, a couple of hours after school one day. And then so just sort of, picking up with them and i was like i should probably
0: know like a little bit about this right. if i'm
1: running it and now i'm like all right let's do this come <laughs> here kids
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. you so your mo is like if you get offered something you kind of say yes yeah that's i mean like yeah,
1: that's probably a good way of putting it actually
0: i mean you just kind of say yes to a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah
1: it's, it's it's a good thing but it's also a bad thing sure too. um I definitely like my one of my first teaching gigs I had like, you know, my mentor there sort of saying, Don't be such a yes man
0: sort of thing. Um But you've also had these opportunities in doing I mean. these random things that you never thought you'd do. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Um <laughs> yeah, it's a nice way of putting it
1: actually. I, I think yeah, you know, just like most things in life, you know, you find that balance. It's a both and situation. Sure. Um Sorry, you used that phrase earlier today, and I know, I love I'm, it. I I'm using it all the in time my now. Head it's both like, and I love it. It's great. Um, it's like, my wife so, says, yeah.
0: "I see you," and I'm like, <laughs> "I see you. What? I see that. I see you. Yeah. I see you out there eating that candy. <laughs> I see you doing something good. <laughs> I'm like, I see you. What yeah. does this
1: mean? It's just that's it's, it's a thing. It, you know, ominously vague enough. Yes. And, you know, you can use little it in any situation. Year, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Danny the Jet backer. Yeah. What what makes Danny the Jet uh, excited, passionate? What what gets you jazzed?
1: Oh, jeez, um, I think seeing other people passionate about something—I don't care what it is—witnessing someone share something that they're interested in or they've got a passion for, um, they're doing something new or innovative with that. I know, that, that makes me feel the same way. Yeah. It inspires me to wanna do something myself. Um, I like people having a good time. I think that's kind of also what motivates me as well. Like, you know, trivia Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Um I just to go back to Dungeons and Dragons, like like you, you alluded to, there's that like resurgence factor to it. You know, you go back like ten years or so, you'd be like, Hey you wanna play Dungeons and Dragons, like everyone be like mm-hmm yeah kind of to learn this guy sort of thing, but now it's kind of cool, and I'm like, hey, you, 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 yeah, expletives, you all, you always wanted to, you know, sort of thing. Just like, you just didn't do roll it. with it. Just yeah. yeah, exactly. So, it's, I guess it's seeing people, you just wanna put themselves out there. it Gets me, yeah, like, and that goes back to poetry as well. That that kind of gets me, um, jazzed, yeah. as you say,
0: yeah. What annoys you
1: jeez uh, what annoys me um, people think they've got it all worked out there's no sense of like curiosity or doubt I guess um that that level of self- assuredness I know I'm speaking of like generalities and vagueness here but arguably, in a nutshell, I would say that's probably what annoys me most. Lack of curiosity. this sense of ultimate self-assuredness. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I don't know. What makes you curious?
1: Oh, there's so many things. Um, (laughs) Man, what makes me curious? Like, are we talking,
0: like, esoterically here? Are we talking, like... What makes you dive in? Like, I get on Wikipedia trails... Of like who is connected to who so sure. I, I, I get curious I get uh, curious about the way people are wired yeah um, because I find it interesting that everybody is wired so differently correct yeah uh, and then I end up uh, psychoanalyzing myself and like kind of judging myself and saying why am I not like them but I'm right. also at the same time going yeah no no no. that's their secret sauce that's what makes them cool like you have things that make you cool and they have things that make them cool so like we're all kind of wired differently but it's interesting yeah I'm just curious what you're curious about no I would I would probably you know not to be
1: unoriginal here but I'd probably like hitch my wagon to that answer like why why are people the way they are that's like that's fascinating to delve into Um, like even in like you know my classroom you know you got Kids who are all like similar age, similar like backgrounds and everything like that, but to, to you know, two totally different outlooks or whatever. Um, I I have. How do you make a chair? I've never made a chair. I don't know. Like that's that's yeah. curious to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like who? Who doesn't? Who runs the company that you know put in those like handrails right. out there? You know who was behind. This, you know the design yeah. for the place where we're sitting now you know and it, it like you yeah. said like with like wikipedia spirals that I just sort that. of makes me go how did that person get into who said i want to Who is their father exactly <laughs> did they like inherit this business of like we're going to yeah. be putting in handrails for mm. for stairs is, you is know? that what, what they was,
0: grew up wanting to is, do is that their oh, dream or yeah I, I agree it's with the you. The best fiction writers, you know? right? Like, <laughs> just looking like, at that handrail oh, going, "Yeah, oh <laughs> I agree." There's a you. story there. Yeah. Why is there a story?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say that's probably what makes me curious. Just I, know, I could uh, just daily random thoughts. Yeah.
0: I could talk to Danny the Jet Becker, Becker, Becker. for forever. <laughs> um, I appreciate you meeting up. I appreciate you talking, yeah. um, and I appreciate the way that you are building little bits of community that help build larger community overall and i think that you're being generous with yourself offering yourself to all of those aspects of community and i think that's interesting i just think it's cool thanks so, so much yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah well
1: cheers and uh yeah, yeah. it's been great just hanging the chat now you write a bit yourself don't you danny
0: becca everyone ah uh, this guy <laughs> <laughs> are hosted on Transistor FM. They have been flawless to work with. Amazing community of other podcasts. Highly recommend them. Many of our episodes in this season are recorded at Congdon Yards in High Point, North Carolina. And this is a human people creative production encouraging remarkable people to turn beautifully polished and far-fetched ideas into gritty and impactful realities. And thanks to you for being a listener a.k.a. a person who listens, you took the time, and I hope it added something special to your day.
1: For production.